This is The Right Connection. This podcast is designed to help you choose the right words and stories in your business content to create authentic connections with prospects, clients, partners, and colleagues. Now the host of The Right Connection, Catherine Burroughs. Thanks, Carl. Welcome to The Right Connection. Today I'm here with Hilda Gann. She's a keynote speaker, international best-selling author, the president of People Bright Consulting, and the creator of Rev Up Your Potential. Welcome, Hilda. Thanks for having me, Catherine. Could you just tell us briefly a little bit more about what you do with People Bright Consulting? Sure. I founded People Bright Consulting about five years ago because I have a passion for helping people. And I love to help them with their human resources needs. We all have headaches about people in our organizations, both as heads, managers, and even staff. So what I like to do is create strong, healthy workplaces. So work culture is really important and building a strong HR foundation. One of the things I love to do is really management and team building training, really helping companies maximize their potential. And I call it rev up your potential to help them really build the strength of their companies. And you're not just talking about this. You've actually implemented all of this and uh, become one of the 10 best workplaces in Canada. Can you tell me that story? Sure. That goes back to actually a company my husband and I founded in the mid-90s. I'm a nurse by profession, and I really loved what I did. I was an educator, a manager, a director. And one day he said, I'm thinking of starting a business. And before you knew it, I transferred my skills from the healthcare sector to engineering. It was a transportation engineering firm, and we both believed in, wouldn't it be nice if people came to work and they enjoyed what they did, and they enjoyed the people that they worked with? So that was our premise. Let's build a company that you love what you do and you love where you work. And we grew that company from two people to 125 people, and we had seven offices across Canada, and no matter how many offices we had, we still wanted that concept to be there. So when we were about 10 years old, we said, oh, you know, we'd like to see what a national assessment thinks of us because we'd been on like the best small to medium size employer list. We were top 10. And we found ourselves being the best workplaces in Canada, top 10 twice. And that was just an amazing thing for our staff to have and for us it validated what we all felt like we really do enjoy what we do and enjoy where we work so fast forward we sold the company and of all the things that i did corporately because i was the one that did most of the back office stuff making sure everything was managed and run smoothly the people it was the people side and so i created people bright consulting to really help build strong work cultures not just for one company at a time but i started my own business to do that and then i had to think well what was the recipe for success why were we so successful and what did we do and it came to me rev up your potential rev up is an energizing word But it also stands for five principles that were the recipe for our success. So it's respect, equality, valued, uniqueness, and potential. So what I mean by that is have a place where people respect 
each other. Not the way you think they should be respected, but the way they want to be respected. Look at them as equals. And by that, I mean everybody's job is equally as important as the other people in the organization. Because without them doing their job well, it really impacts the brand. It impacts the reputation of the company. Then value who they are. And that's the recognition piece people should know how to do. Then the secret sauce is in uniqueness. Look at the individuality of people. What are they good at? What are they passionate about? What are they strong at? And then if you tap into that potential, you're going to create a company that's more inclusive, that's motivating and engaging their staff. And that's what made me start People Bright Consulting. And that's what makes me want to help people rev up. And I do a management training program to help people rev up their potential. Well, that's amazing. And definitely those are all qualities that I think we can identify with wanting in a workplace, whether that's a huge corporation or just working for ourselves. Those are all things that we strive for. So tell me more about the tool and the uniqueness and how you find out what someone's unique gifts are. Thanks for asking. So when I came up with this like rev up wow, I thought, okay, what's the U stand for and found uniqueness? And I thought, well, we can all say, you know, you're unique, you're unique, you're unique, we're all unique, but that's so qualitative, right? I mean, that's a motherhood statement. I had to find something that was a little bit more science-based, a little bit more, you know, authoritative than just say, oh, you're all unique, let's just treat them. And one of the things I did was I became a fascination certified advisor. And fascination is an assessment tool that actually looks at communication and how you effectively communicate. We have seven different languages we can speak, the language of people or out of the box thinking or details. I won't go into all seven of them, but each one of us has two that we just naturally use. There are gifts that call them their superpowers. And for similar to a Myers-Briggs or a DISC, for five minutes, you ask these questions and you get a 16-page report that really identifies your uniqueness. When you know your uniqueness, you really do come across with confidence and build trusting relationships. So that's a key piece of my training. I help people understand communication effectiveness because it's so hard. People think it's easy, but it is hard to make sure you communicate effectively. And I have exercises that help people get the light bulb, the aha moment. Oh, really? I had one person say to me, I always thought people thought the way I did. I never realized they had a different perspective. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad you got that aha moment. So part of my thing in Rev Up training is really communication effectiveness, how to uplift and motivate your team, as well as understanding your uniqueness. And then at least understanding that other people have uniqueness. If you want to quantify it, you can take the fascination advantage tool. And then I coach and support people through how to be better managers through my Rev Up approach. And then you must teach them how to communicate between one unique style and another unique style so that they can speak a language that's commonly understood. That's part of the team building fun exercises. When I do a group, you know, you could have a natural team, you could invite your whole team, but you could have managers who are different people, but they have different styles. And so we get them to do things like, okay, write a sales pitch to sell lemonade. 
And you'll find the people that are alert are getting down to the nitty gritty details. We put 30 lemons in this, right? And then the people who are out of the box thinkers will, you know, come up with some amazing ideas. And then the passionate people will say, well, you know, make it a social, make it a lemonade social. <laughs> so we all come from different perspectives. And when you understand the different perspectives, you are a little bit more open minded and flexible, not to change your style. You'll live your style and be confident about it, but understand that there are different styles and listen for that. And maybe those people that rub you the wrong way might not rub you the wrong way when you realize they're different and different is better. It's not worse. Being different is better than better. Our uniqueness is better. Yeah. And I think it makes such a difference when we do bring those unique gifts as opposed to showing up for work, trying to be like this clone robot who, you know, has no emotions and no history and no personal life and, you know, no training, like whatever specialized training or experiences you might have, but bringing all those unique things, because that combination is what you have. No one else has the exact same combination, even, you know, siblings who grew up in the same home don't have the same experiences. Yeah. You know, sometimes when people rub you the wrong way, it doesn't matter what they do. They can be the nicest person, but they just rub you the wrong way. But the minute you start to understand them and connect with them, all of a sudden, all those negative qualities, you see them with a different set of lens, with a passionate lens. When you see them in a positive, passionate way, it's much more tolerable. It's actually okay, (laughs) if not actually good. Well, and diversity is such an opportunity to look at things from a different perspective, to bring in a different skill set, different ideas. And I think if we can learn to see conflict, positive conflict, where someone's, you know, respectfully expressing a different opinion as an inspiration for creativity, it challenges us to go deeper. Exactly. I'm not creating anything major earth shattering, but I'm saying be nice, you know, respect people, look at them as equals. When you do this, you create a culture of inclusivity. When I talk to my friends in DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, you know, you got to have your numbers, you got to have a plan. But the true essence of creating a positive culture that embraces a DEI culture is really inclusivity. That is the big thing. And that's the cheapest thing to do. You know, if everybody adopted a mentality of being more inclusive and tolerant, and to not tolerate those people that don't tolerate others, then you can create a more positive, healthy work culture. For sure. For sure. Well, I think that's what really brings in the value you know, when you feel valued for your ideas, your perspective, your opinion, your expertise, whether you're, you know, the lowest person on the totem pole, the most recent hire, or whether you're the CEO, that there's a place for you to express your opinions, to come with input, to really make a difference in your organization. That's when you really feel valued. And that's that equality piece. I remember when we were iTrans, that's the name of the company that my husband and I had. And we would include our staff as part of the hires. We'd narrow it down and we'd bring these people back for the second interview. And there would always be somebody who was doing that job in there. And our executive assistant was in on a hire for an admin assistant. 
And we say, so do you have any questions for us? And she said, what do you like about this company? And Lori said, I like the fact that I am equally as important as the vice president who I report to. And I said, yes, that's exactly the culture we have been trying to create. And when you hear it come out of somebody's own, you know, personal experience, you know that you created this culture that is embracing. It's not just my husband is saying, no, 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 this is what we have to have. It's when everybody else believes and embodies that. But it has to be, you know, you have to do it with an idea of making it expected by everybody and hiring the right people to create that values-driven company that cares about inclusivity and the right feelings. And now you've put all of those ideas into a book and become an international best-selling author. (laughs) Thank you. I didn't put all of the ideas. That book, that RevUp book has yet to come, but I knew that I wanted to get the RevUp concept out there. And so I'm actually a part of a book. There are 16 women and each of us has a chapter. And in that chapter, I talk about rev up because I'm very, very passionate about it. And it's interesting because somebody said to me, so your husband and you had this idea of creating a great place, you know, where people like to work and are valued. Where does that come from? And I said, well, my husband, no, no. Where did it come from before you and your husband had this idea? And they made me think. They made me think. And it goes back to when I was a seven or eight-year-old. We used to go down to Chinatown every week and oftentimes we'd go to this place for dim sum and I'd end up going to the bathroom and the hostess sometimes would be standing at the front and she would talk to me. She knew my name. She kind of asked me how school was and we'd have this running dialogue over, you know, the years and she made me feel really important. I'm not a paying customer. My parents are the paying customers. She could totally ignore me for all, you know, it was worth, but she cared about people. And so she made me feel valued and respected and an equal. And I think suddenly it dawned on me that that's where it came from. This feeling of being made to feel important, no matter what you are, we all want to feel like somebody cares. And so if we could do that at work, or even in our families, to make people feel valued and cared for, it really goes a long way, really goes a long way. It does. And I grew up also was hearing stories. My grandfather had clients that were, you know, flying into the airport and he always made sure he would go and pick them up personally. And he would often bring them back to his home. And my grandmother would offer them a drink before they would head downtown for dinner. And, you know, he remembered their spouse's name and their children's names. And he would ask, you know, how's the skating lessons going or how's the baseball team going or whatever it was, he would take the time to know what they were interested in. And even sometimes making sure that he would take them, you know, if they wanted to see the museum, he would take them to the museum while they were in town. Wow. He was a special kind of guy because there are not a lot of people like that. And for me, this woman was a role model. I said, 
I want to be like that. I want people to feel good about themselves. And I think she shaped who I was, really. And just recently, I finally got around to the book launched in January. So a couple of weeks ago, I finally got around to talking to her daughter, Jean Lum, and she has since, you know, passed. But I told Arlene, I said, you know, I want to tell you, I created a chapter book and I refer to your mom here. And she said, you know, thank you for sharing that, Hilda, because I don't often hear about it outside of my local. They were in a dance company. And so she said, I hear about it from my fellow dancers, how much my mom had shaped their lives, but not from outside the dance company. So she said, thank you for doing that. My mother had this way of making you the center of her universe. When she talked to you, she wouldn't be checking out to see if there was somebody else that she wanted to go, you know, to talk to. You know how you network and you're kind of looking around the room? She didn't do that. She said she made you feel that way. So thank you for validating that and, and making that special. So I owe Arlene a copy of the book. I said, I'm going to send you a copy of this book because your mother is in that book. That's beautiful. That's why it's so important to create these stories where our workplace culture is positive and inclusive. And, you know, we're taking control of that narrative because we don't know what kind of influence that has on people. You know, maybe your company that you had with your husband was the only way that one of those people or several of those people were introduced to those ideas of inclusivity. Mm -hmm. You probably changed many lives by running your company that way. It certainly, you know, when we've had about three reunions since we sold the company, and it's amazing the number of people that come back and who recognize how special this place was. You know, they say there'll never be another iTrans. I think there are other companies out there, but I'm glad they had an experience of a, such a positive work culture. And I think it's important. It's important to help spread that because then other people like myself then create, they want to be a role model of what they experienced and more and more of us. So I'm on a mission to help as many people in the world embrace a rev up approach. It doesn't have to be rev up exactly, but really reach out and make, make somebody's day, you know, just touch their lives and make them feel good. Just make them feel good. That's what I want. I want people to just have more positive experiences, as many as possible in their lives, because we've got so many things that can make us feel down or sad or negative, but trying to stay positive and trying to help others experience a positive life is important, is important to me for sure. And you've created a training program around that as well to help multiply that positive impact. Yes, it's called rev up your people management skills, because a lot of managers really, they're good at the skills that they have, they're good at probably project manager, but they don't often have the training for the people management side. How do you uplift and motivate people? And during COVID, it's been really difficult because suddenly they realized that people skills they had in their toolbox wasn't really strong enough to manage during COVID and people who are trying to adapt to the multiplicity of anxieties that have created due to managing families, elders, and a host of other things, or isolation not even having anybody to be with. So yeah, it's called rev up your people management skills. And I do it both for companies, large companies. And then a couple of times a year, I host one for people who just want to be able to do it, but they don't have a company. They're maybe just an entrepreneur or they want to bring their office manager with them. But yeah, that's what I do. 
Well, that's great. And you've even created an interactive guide to being confident with difficult conversations that you've kindly agreed to offer to my guests. So I love for people to communicate effectively. And it's amazing how we make assumptions that we know how to communicate, but we don't necessarily know how to communicate effectively. And people really avoid awkward conversations. I've done a couple of seminars on that. So I decided to create a little guidebook on how to deal with difficult conversations and even talks about the financial aspects. There's a study that says for conversations that are avoided, it's estimated that $7,500 is lost in either productivity or the fact that you have to redo work or a host of other aspects, $7,500 for conversations that you avoid. So I've created that and as a complimentary offering, I have a link that will allow you to pick the excerpt version for free. So it will help you give you tips and strategies on how to deal with those awkward conversations that we often get ourselves into and try to avoid, which we shouldn't try to avoid too much, too long. Right. And when we focus on our being unique and being authentic, I think that makes all of our conversations and communications so much easier. Yes, you can actually avoid awkward conversations if you have good trusting relationships, because it's quite so awkward as if you're having a conversation with somebody who suspects you have ulterior motives. Right. Well, thank you so much, Hilda, for being a guest today. Do you have any last thoughts you'd like to share? I really appreciate that opportunity to really share about RevUp. As I said, 2022 is my year to get that concept out there and to hopefully touch as many lives as possible to be nice. Well, we can all benefit when the world is a better place. So thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Thanks for having me, Catherine. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope something in today's episode inspired you to tell your own story more creatively. Please join me next time for more about how authentic words and stories create the right connection. Thanks for listening to The Right Connection. What did you think of the show today? Give us a rating and leave us a comment. If you have a question for Catherine, reach out to her by sending her an email, therightconnection at katherineburrowscreative.com or visit her website, katherineburrowscreative.com. And don't forget to follow Catherine on social media. Thanks again for listening to The Right Connection.